Definitely uh, designed to be a really tough opening schedule for us, just to see where we are um, as far as competitors and see where we are. Um, Welcome to the Augusta Sports Report, hosted by Chad Cook. For more information on what we talk about today, visit AugustaBball.com. Okay, this is the Augusta Sports Re Report. I'm Chad Cook. I've got two special guests with me today, but this is our first show, and it's going to be all about the tip-off of the high school basketball season and the college basketball season, which is basically underway. This Friday, Augusta University will hit the court, and this Saturday, Jones County will host a high school invitational, which will feature tons of teams from the Augusta area, and we've got Jones County head coach, Buck Harris, who is an Augusta native and a well-known friend of all of us. We've got him on today's show, and we also have Keenan Mann sitting across from me. Keenan uh, also has decades of experience and knowledge with the Augusta area high school and college scene. We'll get into all of that. And so before we get into uh, the, the high school season and, and, and the interviews uh, that we have with high school coaches and our reaction to some of those, we will, um, and, and then also a, a little preview of Augusta University's opening weekend. We're going to talk to our two guests, let everybody get to know them a little better. Some people might know them, some people might not, and and, and everybody should get to know uh, Buck and Keenan, in my opinion, uh, two good old friends of mine. So let's start with you, Buck. Um, talk to us about you know, going way back to the 1980s, being a star at Westside High School basketball. Imagine that, Buck being a star at, at basketball. It's true. It's true, you young people. And, um, you know, on to your junior college and college days at Augusta College, which we, was what we called it at the time, your coaching career, all the different stops you've made, the different levels. And, you know, reorient, re re-educate all of us on, on your ba Augusta basketball journey. Now, very quickly, uh, back back when I was in the ninth grade, uh, I almost was a musketeer. Uh, we were playing in the summer league game at, at Richmond at, at May Park. I'm sorry, and Coach Brock and Jura White were walking out, and Coach Brock said, "You know that boy need to come to Richmond." <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I got to West Side, and I didn't like it at first, and I thought about it, but I ended up staying at West Side and. And I kind of regret it because, you know, we, we weren't very good my junior and senior year. And then Kenan and Chuck had a lot of success down there. And, and But things work out for the best. And, and Kenan and I end up being teammates at Augusta College anyway. So uh, it's always good to have, you know, guys that you play with that you still can reconnect with. Now, when I left Westside, you know, I, I, I went to Texas for two years and, and it was it was a struggle. Because I've never been out outside of the state of Georgia. Well, I've been to Florida, but going to Texas and not knowing anybody, uh, had some good and some bad. Played two years for a really good guy, and and uh, I graduated, of course, and I met my first wife out there, and had three kids, and uh, came back and played for Coach Bryant for two years, and and ended up working for for Clint for for about two or three years, and worked for another guy, Gary Tool. I spent a total of nine years at uh, at Augusta State, uh, and then I left to go to Campbell University, which was a Division One school, and spent five years there. And you know, things happen for a reason. And 
then I ended up coming back to Augusta. Uh, and I got to be a head, well, I, no, not, not a head coach. I was the uh, the JV coach to Coach Hunter, who's now the head coach at Westside. But that was a, a very humbling time for me because I went from the top assistant at a Division One level to coaching JV under a baseball guy. So, you know, you talking about some humble pie right there, but Coach Hunter and I, no egos. You know, we, we got it done and won a state championship together in 2012. And uh, he stepped down the next – he coached in 2013, and I took over after that. And I stayed two years at Laney and had a very successful track and coached some very good basketball players there. Uh, and I ended up going to Baldwin for four years and had some success there and won a couple of region championships and went to the Final Four and – now I'm trying to do the same thing at Jones County. So uh, going into year three, uh, I really like my team. I uh, got some very good guards uh, that I would put against anybody in the state. And uh, we're looking forward to the season. I agree with you about your team. I got to see three of your players at the Select 60, Lineage of Champions Select 60, a month or two ago. And one of them in particular has the same last name as you. And I hear he's your son. He's a heck of a player, Dathan Harris. I'm joking about hearing that he's your son. Um, but uh, so as we before we move on, you know, as we move on to you, Keenan, um, did you know that Buck was almost a musketeer? I did not know that. That's news to me. But I, but I can top it, though, Buck, because you said you were almost a musketeer. I almost wasn't a musketeer. <laughs> so start with that. Tell us about your journey. And, and, and All right. All right. So you, you showed up at – I showed up at Richmond in the ninth grade, and the basketball season came around, and I went out for the team. Now, I didn't know – how, how this stuff worked, at least at Richmond. And so you said the baseball coach at, at Laney and all that. At Richmond, the football coach, one of the football coaches was the JV basketball coach. So uh, the other thing that I didn't know was that what he did to shortcut the tryout process was essentially take a lot of his favorite football players and turn them into basketball players when the season started. So you, you, you remember how big I was in college, but. Imagine, imagine me four years prior to that. <laughs> they say, say Keenan couldn't bench the bar in college. I think that's not true, but that's what they used to say. Um, so I, I was probably six, six four, and you know, one hundred and forty pounds, and uh, trying out for for JV, and got cut. So, so, uh, but 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 everybody around the school knew I could play a little bit. Um, uh, and so they were all surprised. And then, then season goes on. We're in the gym after the season. And I, Buck, I don't know if you remember the big guy that played for Coach Brock. He, he was just a big, um, like a big, uh, uh, I don't know, enforcer or whatever you want to call him, named Troy. Uh, but he, was, he was probably close to 6'6", and he was probably 190 or something like that. And I was wearing him out. He was a senior, and I was wearing him out in the post. And Coach Talbert, who was the JV coach at the time, Stop, he walked on the court and stopped and said, young man, dude, uh, why did, what grade are you in? And I told him, and he, said, and he said, why didn't you come out? And I said, I did. And he said, um, and I said, I did, you cut me. He said, well, are you going to try out next year? And I said, I don't know, man, I might. <laughs> so that's my story about almost being a, a, a not, almost not being a musketeer. I did end up going out for JV in the, in the, ninth, in the 10th grade and made the team, but 
the formula hadn't changed. It was still the football players there. So um, it took us about five or six games of losing before it gave me a shot. And then from then on, well, actually for the next three years, I never came off the, uh, off the starting uh, uh, roster. So, um, so fast forward just a little bit, we get to uh, my, my senior year, and uh, Larry Epperly, and I don't know if you remember that name, Buck, but Larry Epperly, I do. Was, was, I do. Uh, he was the uh, head coach at USC Aiken. He was, he was the one and only guy. You know, we got those letters, but, you know, kids call that getting recruited today. But even back then, I knew that that wasn't true, that they just sent you a letter. Um, so I had a few of those from my odd places. But Larry Epperly actually came and sat in my living room and said, you know, will you come to USC Aiken? And I was going. It was all, it was a done deal, even though it wasn't a, quote, full ride. So, um uh, but then I don't know how it happened, but probably it was probably a, probably three weeks after I had decided that's where I was going. Coach Brock comes and gets me out of class and takes me, puts me in the yellow van, and we drive up Walton Way to um, to uh, Augusta, and and Clint's there, and he's the, he's just been announced as the new coach and AD, and sight unseen. Now he knew Gerald and he knew Coach Brock. Never had seen me play. Said, you know, well, I'm going to give you a scholarship. You don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to, you know, just show up. And now he did say to me, and I still tease him about that this to this day. He did say that I'd probably never play. And he said, he said I'd be his project. And he, he laughs at that to this day. He said I'd be his project. And I was like, fine, you know, you're going to let me play college basketball. And I'm going to get a scholarship and everything's going to be free. So. You know, I went there, and it, and it was funny. It was a kind of a repeat of the, the thing that happened in JV. We were terrible for the first first five or six games. Um, and I ended up starting at uh, Chad's alma mater. So that, the South Carolina State game, we walk in the locker room, and I'm on the, in, the, in the starting lineup. And that was it. So for the next four years, I was, start, I was starting at, at Augusta. And the funny thing is, and you can relate to this, um, the only reason that that was possible was because I was so prepared by, by a good coach. You know, I, you know you, your people call you a good coach, and I know why. I've been around you. And, um, and that's the same thing that happened to me. I wasn't anything special. I just kind of, quote, knew how to play basketball and, and, and was able to learn and kind of pick it up. So, so that was my journey. I ended up playing, obviously, you know, for four years at Augusta and, and uh, had, a, had, a, had a decent career. Um, and uh, at the end of all of that, total, total shock, still kind of doesn't make sense to me. Um, Clint retired my jersey. And, uh, and, and uh, God, what was the name of that team? Back then, there was something called the GBA, I believe is the name of it. I actually got drafted. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. And, and, uh, I remember that. I remember that. And, and that's, when, that's when I realized how good I wasn't. Because everybody in there was, you know, my height and could run and jump and shoot. And, and so not only did you have to be good, you had to be lucky, you had to be in the right place, you had to be performing at, at the right time. I, I, say, I say all the time, except for uh, in, in any sport, there's, you know, there's a few superstars and then there's the rest of us. I mean, being able to play is kind of the price of entry. You know, if you're, if you're on an NBA roster, you're a player. You know, and then and then you got to be able to figure out your, your your role once you get there. But so that was so I so that was I kind of you know, got off the bus at at the end of the my, my as far as my playing days were concerned. 
with Augusta uh, College and, and then uh, started uh, uh, coaching a little bit, which you, you, you'll, you'll, I'm sure, because you, you picked it up. I, we started the Augusta Metro AAU team. And uh, Chad was one of the, the players on, on back in those, both those teams. And we had some, some, yeah. had some pretty good names on there. Um, Ricky Moore and Tyrone Shine and, and uh, God, we could go on. Donald Little, you know, I, everybody I just named played Division One basketball, major Division One basketball, and there's and there's there's a few more that I can't think of right now. Well, speaking of names, I'll just let me interject if you don't mind. You just said a lot of them, and some of you know them, some of you don't. So you know, he talked about Chuck Graham, a teammate, a teammate of his who. Um, you know, was a junior when Keenan was a senior. In my opinion, Chuck Graham and Keenan Mann were the two best basketball players to come through here, but that's tainted by my age and the fact that I was young watching them as a young person. And so, uh, you know, that's, a, that's an Augusta basketball legend. He talked about Don Brock, the coach from Richmond who was recently inducted into the Richmond Academy Hall of Fame, Augusta basketball legend, Clint Bryant, the AD at Augusta University now and the longtime coach at Augusta College who coached Buck and Keenan, Augusta basketball legend. And then um, you also mentioned uh, Gerald White in there, um, you know, who, uh, you know, all-time leader in uh, assists and steals at Auburn, uh, you know, long Augusta basketball legend, alumni of uh, Richmond Academy. And, and then you mentioned, and then how I fit into these two guys, I was kind of like the ball boy at Augusta College as a, like a seventh or an eighth grader. And then I was lucky enough to be coached by these guys, like Keenan just alluded to, when they were the coach of the Augusta Metros, the first AAU basketball team to ever be here, and one that went to all the way eventually to the uh, championship game of the AAU Nationals, which at, which is like today's Peach Jam. So we, we got within double overtime of one, winning the whole thing. And guys like Ricky Moore, who went on to be a national champion at UConn, Vontigo Cummings, who played three years in the NBA. And, you know, in a two- or three-year time period, literally too many to count when it comes to uh, high major Division One basketball players. Um, you know, it, you literally can't count them. They went to South Carolina, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, UConn, Duke, uh, Seton Hall, and the list goes on. So – that's an introduction to these guys. And then also before we get into the current players and the current teams, um, Keenan has extended his, you know, athletic career into a long business career. And he's the owner of man advisory, man advisory services, MAS. So um, that's manadvisory.com. Is that the. Yeah, manadvisor.com. And he does a very unique, offers a unique service, one that you won't find out there in the marketplace. So hopefully we'll be able to talk to that before, you know, we wrap things, talk about that before we wrap things up. Now, let's get into the high school basketball opener this weekend. Um, that, you know, the big event um, in my mind that I'm looking to is the Jones County. But what's the tournament called this weekend? T tell us about it and how, you know, tell us all about it. But also, you know, what, what I'm really interested in is, is all the CSRA teams that are uh, competing. You know, it's called uh, Hooping in Middle Georgia. And, and what I want to do initially, I want to have a Middle Georgia versus Augusta type or a CSRA type deal. So uh, I reached out to some guys in the area that, that I thought would, would, would be willing to come. And, and, of course, you want to bring good basketball teams down here. 
So, uh, of course, uh, you know, I reached out to Darren uh, at Grove Town, and he immediately jumped on board, and Coach Body at Butler, and and Coach D at Greenbrier. And then, of course, you know, uh, Hunter was the last guy that I got. Uh, and just so, you know, Westside is ranked third in AA. Butler is ranked fourth in AA. Uh, Greenbrier is going to be very good when he gets his football players out there. Grovetown is going to be one of the top teams in the state. So there along, I mean, those guys going to bring some good competition, good basketball players. And, and uh, you know, I got Warner Robins here. They're ranked ninth in, in uh, their preseason ranked number five and 5A. Uh, veterans, you know, even though they lost their best player, you know, they feature a 6'11 uh, kid who, who's going to block shots and run the floor. And they got a guard, uh, D'Angelo, that, that's going to be very good. So uh, in Peach County, you know, Peach County, we just scrimmaged those guys. And I'm telling you, man, that game against Westside, if you don't watch no other game, I mean, that, that game right there is going to be one to watch. Well, and it featured and the Peach of- County head coach. Talk about that and, and why that game's extra special. You know, when, when when I was looking for teams in middle Georgia, you know, uh, I got one of Robbins immediately. The guy veterans wanted to play. And so I'm sitting there looking at And then I remember John saying, you know, if you're having something this summer, you know, call me. So I said, I'm doing this thing uh, on the 13th. Do you want to play? He said, put me down. So he called me two weeks later and he said, you know, coach, you made the schedule. I said, no, not yet. He said, uh, and I knew what he wanted. He said, well, well, who you got me going against? I said, who you want? He said, you know who I want. So. He, he wants the West Side game, and, and I gave it to him. So, you know, they're going to play at 530 primetime. You got West Side is ranked, you know, third in, in AA, and Peach County is ranked seventh in AAA. You know, like I tell my players, when it comes to basketball, you know, you, you don't have to worry about classification, you know, because this ain't football. You know, you just got five dudes out there playing. And that's what it matters. When I was at Laney, you know, we go on the road and we beat Norcross and, and Buford and those guys, you know, you just got some dudes playing. So uh, one of the things, you know, another thing that I want to do, you know, I want to show people we play basketball outside of Atlanta. You know, so, you know, when I was in Augusta, you know, I want to try to make sure, you know, we're going to go play the best teams. So when I get here, I want people to know that we got good basketball here in middle Georgia. So I think it's one of the, you know, even though it's the first year, I think it's one of the top events in the state right now with the number of teams we got coming in, uh, girls and boys. So, uh, from the boys standpoint, man, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I'm excited about it. Uh, one of Robbins is very good. You know, they got one of the top sophomore guards in the state, uh, and they got some shooters, you know, he's going to be missing a few football players, but that game against Greenbrier would be very good. It'd be a very competitive game. And I tried to match teams to, you know, to, to who I thought would be a good matchup. Uh, and Grovetown actually wanted to play against veterans, which I already had put down. You know, if the kid wouldn't have tore his ACL, that would have been a very, very, very competitive game. You know, but I think uh, right now Grovetown probably, you know, will have the upper hand because they just got – they got some players there. Uh you know, I'm excited about this weekend. I, I really, I mean, and I get to play against, you know, uh, Butler and, and Body and I are good friends. And, and, you know, we'll we'll talk and we talk earlier this week. And so, you know, he's got a good ball club and I'm looking forward to the challenge. So just to, um, you know, inform everybody, when you talked about John and Peach County and all that. So Peach County's coached by John Gordon. John Gordon is the former Westside coach. So when so when John said, "You know who I want," 
The answer was West Side, and so you got a matchup. What'd you say? Uh, t- number three in two A West Side against number seven in three A Peach County. You're taking on your old rival, your old Butler rival, Cervantes Body. Now we're, we'll cut to these interviews in a little while, but Coach Body mentions in that interview that he's he calls Buck a big brother and a mentor type, and but he also mentions the fact that he's never been able to beat Buck. So he's I think he said he's got you on his list. Um, and then you know when it comes to Darren and Grovetown, Darren Douglas, the head coach at Grovetown. Um, he 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 echoes those sentiments about Buck and how he looks up to you, but also um, you know it's interesting because that team, that Grovetown team, has six guys between six five and six nine, and then veteran has a six ten guy. So great matchups there. And then on the girls, we'll talk to Coach Kim Schlein in a second from Cross Creek, defending state champion. They will be taking on Southwest DeKalb, a Final Four team of a year ago. We've got Butler in on the girls' side, the, the defending region champ, in a region that includes Laney, who's uh, stacked up state titles in the past, three of them in the past decade. And um, so they beat, they, they came out on top over Laney and Josie, who eventually won the state title after a great state playoff run. Butler, the defending region champion from that region, will take on Jones County, which is head coached by Buck's wife. And, um, and, and Coach Fields mentions in our interview the fact that, that Butler lost to, to uh, Jones County over the summer. So just a great slate of games and so now we're going to go ahead and cut to those interviews we've got interviews with five high school coaches um three of them the first three are coaches who won their last game last season now that's code for they won the state championship nobody wins their last game except for the the ultimate champions and coach Jawan bailey from josie coach uh, Josie Girls, Coach Kim Schlein from Cross Creek, and Coach Lawrence Kelly from Cross Creek's boys team. We'll talk to those three first, and then we'll move on to Ebony Fields of Butler, who I just mentioned was the coach of the region champion, Butler Lady Bulldogs, and then Coach Darren Douglas of Grovetown. And we get a look at the size on that team, uh, and we get to hear about his philosophy and how he coaches his team and how there's a couple guys, Malik um, Ferguson and Darion Reed, who are kind of like quintessential Coach D guys is is what he calls them, and he he explains why. So we're going to cut to those interviews and come back to Keenan, Buck, and myself in a moment. And a couple weeks after that, we have Elbert County, you know, who Kyle Sandy ranked as the number one team in the state for two it. And we're going back to their place, yeah. which I intentionally wanted to do uh, just to put us back in that atmosphere. So um, definitely uh, designed to be a really tough opening schedule for us just to see where we are. Um, as far as competitors and see where we are. Um, see where we are, you know, can, yeah, that's, that's, that's just learning moments. Um, you know, we have to learn from our failures. You're going to fail a ton during basketball season, whether that's in front of thousands or whether that's in front of your teammates in practice, you're going to fail. Um, you know, I think it's our job as coaches to make sure these kids learn from the failure and it, not let it destroy them. You know, making sure those two free throws don't, don't destroy Keyshawn, making sure that that uh, viral video doesn't destroy the agent. And um, just making sure the kids understand it comes with the game of basketball. It comes with you guys trying to be great at this sport because we're asking you guys to play defense extremely hard. There's going to be times where you're caught in the wrong spots, you know? So uh, it's it's just 
getting better from those failures, trying to use those failures as fuel to improve your game and, and help your team get better and um, just trying to keep them encouraged. So the Elbert County game was scheduled and then the rankings come out and they're one and you're two. Yep. Got to be motivation for the players. Oh, motivation. And Elbert wants payback from last year. Um, you know, I don't know how many people have been to Elbert County and inside of their gym, which they call it the Inferno. It is an absolutely crazy environment to play in. Uh, and, you know, Coach wanted to come play us at home, but I was like, Coach, we need to play there again. You know, so we can see that atmosphere and get ready for it mentally and have that up under our belt, you know, as we get to playoff games later on in the season. Um, so Elbert's going to be a huge one. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a measuring stick for us as far as Class 2A goes. This is the first time you've started the season as a defending state champion. Um, what's different about that? Oh, my God, that – I don't look at it like that because if I did, I think I wouldn't sleep at night. So right now we're just working hard and we're going about it that way. We're not sitting here, uh, you know, relishing the past. We got to move on and it's time to start work again. Like I said, the hard part's keeping it and doing it again. You know, last year, you know, we had three things that we worked on every game. Run the floor, crash the boards, control the ball. That was it. That was three things. There was no, that was it. That's what you do every game. And that was our motto, and we just, you know, game by game went at it. And, you know, we were very fortunate to get past Lumpkin and, and get into the state finals. You know, that will actually give me a knowledge of where we got to go. You know, it, it's either we're going to hang with the big dogs or we're going to, you know, it, we got to see where we're going to go. Yeah. And that's it. And, and we play North Augusta. We play Cedar Shoals. I mean, our pregame, you know, before region, we've got a heavy lineup. Yes. And yes. we play Josie as well. Yeah. So, you know, we, I've, I've jumped in hot and heavy. Yeah. I just hope we can handle it. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that was the mindset from day one when I first came in. Um, if you ask any of those guys that I talked to uh, that graduated this past year, that been in the program for years, I told them their freshman year that we would play for the state uh, championship. We played for one their junior year. We fell a little short, but then we came back their senior year and actually got it done. Um, so like I said, I mean, sky's the limit. Our goal is every year is to compete. Our goal is to try to get back there every year. And um, that's, 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 that's the mindset. Um, that's the tradition that we have built so far here. Your old friend, our old friend, your old rival of sorts, uh, head coaching rival, Buck Harris. Um, that, that's a special matchup. Talk about your relationship with Buck and, and, and how you're going to be starting the season against an old friend. Oh, you know, uh, Buck, Buck's a mentor, a big brother, and, you know, I have yet to beat him. Okay, I, have yet I didn't to know beat that. Him, so, yeah, you know, I think I'm owing whatever against him, so I'm trying to get that W. He, he on my list, so I try to, got, got to get that W against Buck. Are all the yeah. those losses or wins for him, losses for you, are all those Laney-Butler matchups? Yep. No, no, he beat me at um, when he was at Baldwin, too. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know when he called. You know. Yeah, I'm coming. I beat up. You got. You got to. You got to even that score up bit by bit over the years. Exactly. Here. Exactly. Exactly. And then in the process, I'm always learning. I'm going out there to see what I can steal too. Yeah. So yeah, that's the other side of that coin. And that just speaks to the reverence we all have for book. You know, as a like I said, as a big brother, as a mentor, as if not the best, one of the best coaches to ever come through this area. You know. So yeah, when he called, we come. He got that kind of pull. I know we have a really tough schedule. I was talking with one of my former players yesterday, and he was like, man, you got an old 2012 schedule. I'm like, yeah, it's tough. But to answer your question, I know 
I know we got Cross Creek. I know we got Jones County. I know we got Grove Town. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I mean, those I'm, are three right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got, we got. I mean, I don't think it's anything easy yeah. on the schedule. Period. You know, and thinking about that now, I probably should have. You know, what I'm saying that's so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah should have called. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is, and you know. We're going to show up and play. I believe so. I tell the girls that I have now the same thing. You know, a lot of we lost a lot last year. So a lot of people are still not expecting us to do as well. So we're still taking that role as the underdog. We like being an underdog, and we got a point to prove. So that's our motto this year. We got to prove a point that, you know, we still can compete, and we can do what we need to do, and hopefully that's how our season turns out. Um, yes, yeah, so our first official game, we're going to Jones County. Now, we played them this uh, summer, and they beat us. So, you know, we got to go back and see where we are compared to them. Um, but we actually we play cross Creek too, so that's another defending state champion. So that's really going to let us know where we are and what we need to work on. So, Darren, um, you know, it would take a man with no sight to walk in here and not notice all this size in this gym. Just trying to teach guys to the way that I see the, the game is played now, and that's kind of getting away from ISOs, getting away from going one on one, and actually playing this like free, free flowing style of basketball where you get it up really fast, you make the extra pass, you sacrifice for the guys um, that's on the side of you. I kind of I watch NBA a lot, but I really like watching like Euro League basketball, and that's kind of the style that they play there. And, it, and I think for us it works because not a lot of guys play that way. Um, and you know, it's just what we teach here. We kind of teach all the details and then we just go from there. Uh, just two feet, if you watch all the, the kind of elite guys, they can play off two feet. I'm not saying that these guys are like NBA players, maybe, luckily some could, but you want to at least give them the skill set. And so this isn't, this is from watching, but then like really reaching out to guys who I admire uh, that, you know, coach basketball on all levels. And just really ask them, like, how do you guys get guys to do this? And they say they work on it every day. And so for us, it's helped us because we work on it every single day. And it may be boring to some, but in the game, you can you can rely on it. Like, man, okay, I'm in danger. Let me get on two feet real quick. Maybe I can score it. Maybe I can pass it. Um, it's helped us. It's helped us a lot. I always told people the last two years, you guys are good, you guys are this. And, and so I knew we had holes, but I always tell people we're paying the front end cost. And a lot of people who don't like study business and study all of that, they don't get that. But we're playing front end costs. And like, I always felt like this year would kind of be that year where, okay, these guys who were here as freshmen that had to work hard every single day, um, had to lift weights almost every single day. Like by now, you can start to see fruit. And we're starting to see fruit, but I still feel like we got a long way to go too. I feel like certain guys are my, my guys and I have like a huge concentration of them here, but Malik's like a guy who they would say that's a Coach D guy. Carrion's uh, a guy, like pretty much all of these guys, one through 12, but kind of those guys more. Those are the guys that, like, when it wasn't looking good, we still were in here at 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, we still were in here late nights. We still were doing that kind of stuff. So, and I, I'm just proud, but what I'm even more proud of with Malik is, like, AB on a roll, he's starting to grow up, like, as a person. He takes his study serious. He hasn't had a missing assignment since school's been in. Like, those are the signs of growth that shows me that, like, the basketball part is starting to get easier to him because he's gotten consistent in the other parts of his life.
Okay, so again, before we move on to the college to the college teams, um, Hoopin in Jones County, Hoopin in Middle Georgia, Hoopin in Middle Georgia, Saturday. I'm going to be there. AUGB Ball will be live reporting from the scene, a full slate of games. Um, you know, Greenbrier hits the court, I want to say, at 11.30 a.m., and Jones County and Butler wraps things up at um, 8 p.m. So uh, nothing better to me than a day of basketball featuring Middle Georgia's best, versus Augusta's best, hosted by Augusta's greatest coach alongside of the next coach we're going to the, the 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 team coached by the next guy we're going to get to. I don't know if any of that made sense in Dipmetris. <laughs> so let's move on to that. Um, Augusta opens their season Friday at Barton College against Mount Olive. It's a thing they do every season, except for last year with the pandemic. Every season they go to Barton College, they play Mount Olive on Friday night, and then they play Barton on Saturday. I'll be there Friday for the Mount Olive game. The Jaguars had a a, a, a tough season last year because they were absolutely obliterated by COVID. Played with eight players because of five guys out for the season after, after two quick games um, out for the season with uh, COVID complications. And so the team went nine and seven, which for Augusta is very much like uncharacteristic in the two prior seasons. Augusta was 49 and 14, won a peach belt championship, regular season and, uh, and tournament during that time, made it to two straight NCAA tournaments. We return this year with to, uh, w- with a complete cast. And what we're going to do is we're going to cut to the footage of two of those guys, and that's seven foot one junior center Tyshawn Crawford, who has absolutely transformed himself in the three years since transferring here from Georgia Southern. He, he's dropped upwards of 50 pounds. He's got a great shooting touch. He's active. It just can't get enough. It just can't say enough about the double-double machine in seven-foot-one center Tyshawn Crawford. And then we're going to get a quick look at Miguel Arnold. And what I, you know, when we come back, I'll talk a little bit about this, see what you guys think. But shades of Keyshawn Sherrill, the all-time leading scorer in Augusta University history and Peach Belt Conference history, the way he comes off screens, running away from the basket, turning, getting his body squared, elevating, and making three-pointers, and he's just a pure shooter like Keyshawn was. He was our leading scorer before he went out after two games with COVID complications. The return of Arnold and Cracknell will be a huge deal this year, but there's also a lot more to talk about with this team. So after we give you a visual of the squad, you'll hear from Tyshawn. We'll come back and break down the Jaguars. Uh, I've been watching what I eat first and foremost. You know, uh, my coaches told me that they wanted me to drop weight in order to be able to run the floor more efficiently. So this time I was just watching what I eat constantly, uh, counting calories and stuff like that. So I, I lost 25 pounds. I'm really proud of that one. They tell me to keep shooting the ball. They don't. They don't care if I make a miss. They just want me to get the ball in the air. You know what I'm saying? They believe that I can score. They believe I can constantly score on a consistent basis. So they tell me, hey, if you miss it, just keep going next shot. 
Okay, so Keenan, um, you were at a closed door scrimmage. I don't know if we're supposed to be at those or what, but I think you and I snuck in or something. But you were at a closed door scrimmage uh, last week. You got to look at the Jaguars. You go to almost all the home games. Tell me your thoughts on the team. Yeah, no, so I, I don't know. I think Dip said recently that it's been, I don't know, is it 600 days or 300-something days yeah. since, since anybody's watched them live. So I hadn't. In person. In person, yeah. And, uh, and so, so yeah, I've, I'm, normally I'm a fixture, but I haven't been for, for a while now. But I did, like you said, get a chance to go watch them uh, just last weekend. And, you know, it's, it's – I think I told you this a while ago, and Buck, you'll probably appreciate it too, but I told you this a while ago. I mean, that dip, the teams that he puts on the floor are just fun to watch. I mean, you don't have to know a whole lot about basketball, but if you do know something about basketball – like I do and you do and Buck does, that makes it fun to watch them because they, you hear people say all the time, you know, playing basketball the right way, that's fun to watch. And those guys do it now. I know that maybe some of them didn't do it uh, as a part of their nature when they first got here, but they do now. So it's just fun to watch them talent-wise. I mean, I think, uh, and, and, and Dip probably would readily admit this one talent-wise, they're, they're as good, I think, and maybe even better than the team that made the Final Four run. So I, that's what I feel about what I saw. Buck, you saw him in a practice uh, the same day as the Select 60 about a month ago. What are your thoughts on the squad? Very talented. You know, I, I think he, he has some, some some interchangeable pieces. He got multiple guys that can play multiple positions. Uh, the big fella was very impressive uh, with his body. Uh, Miguel was – I mean, unbelievable. I, I just thought that kid was unbelievable. His motor continues to run. He talks. He communicates. He did some very good stuff out there. Uh, he's a leader. You know, but the kid that that I think is going to be the next guy is Jacquez Kirby. You know, once he figures it out on both ends of the floor and understand how Dip plays, his silliness, I mean, it's just you know, when you got with him out there and, and you got those local guys, you know, Timmy Sellers and and uh Whitehead, uh Augusta is, is in a good good place right now. You know, I, I think Dip is he's he, he's gonna hit a home run this year. You know, talking about college I was very Sorry, I cut you off there, Buck. I try not to do that again. We're talking about college basketball, and we're talking about our local college basketball team. But, you know, it reminds me with the season starting now, um, you just mentioned Jaquez Kirby, and you know him well. I remember – now, Jaquez, by the way, is a graduate of Jeff Jefferson – is it called Jeff Davis or Jefferson Davis, Buck? Jeff, Jeff yeah. Davis. Jeff Davis High School in Hazelhurst, Georgia, small town. Signed, uh, graduated two years ago, signed with Murray State, played there. Murray State, by the way, is a, you know, a, a legit mid-major. Everybody's called a mid-major these days. They're a real mid-major power. Maybe even you could even say a high major, home of, uh, was it? John Moran. <laughs> home of John Moran, of course, basically an NBA all-star. And, and, and so he signed with Murray State, played there for a season, and now he's transferred to Augusta University. So that kind of tells you a lot about what to expect from Kirby. But, Buck, I remember 
a, co- a few. Uh, this would have been um, his when he was going to be a sophomore. You were in, entering your second year at Baldwin after leaving Laney, and we were at Butler High School in the summer for a team camp. And you and Coach Body were talking about this sophomore from Jeff Davis. So his name has been ringing throughout the state, the region, even nationally ever since then. We we've heard all about him. We know all about him, and now we get to see him play in Augusta, and we can't wait. And, 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 but that kind of reminds me because that just happens to be, and, and I'll rewind back to these high schools a little bit. That day happened to be the first time I ever saw Kobe Stewart play, and he was a rising sophomore at Cross Creek at the time. So when it comes to college basketball, I'll do a quick little rundown. We talked earlier with Butler, uh, I'm sorry, with Cross Creek head coach Lawrence Kelly. Well, Cross Creek's got um, playing last night. Uh, Kobe Stewart for Presbyterian College playing against Clemson. Uh, they've got uh, Corey Trotter at Miles College this year. We talked to Darren Douglas. He talked about Coach D's guys, and some of those guys that he mentioned include Trey Gamillion, who was a uh, the Conference Player of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year for Cleveland State last season. He's a he's a graduate of Aquinas, where Coach Douglas won a state championship. He's um, uh, that Cleveland State team made it to the tur- the NCAA tournament. He also coached Daniel Parrish there, who plays for Florida International this season. Was a top twenty part of a top twenty JUCO program last year. Um, uh, we talked with Kim Schlein. Jordan Dorsey is uh, was playing for North Carolina A and T against University of North Carolina yesterday. She was part of the leader of that state championship team. So all these teams, and I'll miss a few, but all these teams that we've been talking to have players out there on the Division One, High Division Two level, um, pl- playing as we speak in college. Um, former players uh, playing as we speak in college. But back to Augusta. You know, I talked. We talked a little bit about Tyshawn and Miguel already. A couple uh, other guys. You know, what this team, in my opinion, is defined by is experience and uh, you know proven leadership. When the team went forty nine and fourteen over those two seasons before COVID hit, um, guys like Tyree Myers and Darren Lucas White. Are, were, were on the court along with Miguel Arnold and Tyshawn Crawford and Tyree Myers. I know you guys will both like this story, and then we'll we'll, we'll cut to the women and, and be on our way out after this. But Tyree Myers, um, I call, I say he's the toughest, smartest, and uh, most competitive player I've been around in all these years covering basketball from the sidelines. I can't say ever in Augusta history because I used to play with a guy named Ricky Moore who, you know, I just can't put anybody ahead of him when it comes to those things. But Tyree Myers has been our point guard since the day he stepped on campus. This will be his fourth season running the show for us, and he's always been a guy. You see him in in those clips when Miguel's making those threes, who's delivering the pass at the right time? That's Tyree Myers. And when the team had eight guys last year and Miguel Arnold and Troy Cracknell were out, all of our perimeter shooters, our best perimeter shooters are out. When the team had eight players and then Darren Lucas White goes out with a head injury against Francis Mary, now we have seven players. Well, Tyree, what does he do? He goes for 34 points, never scored more than 20 in a game before that, goes for 34 points. And, um, you know, because that's what the team needed and got us a big Peach Belt win that night. And in the 
in the huddle towards the end of the game, when we had the game wrapped up, Dip told me after the game that that one of his teammates um, said, hey, Tyree, man, you're, you got 34. And he said, I guess I shouldn't cuss on this. He said something like, uh, yeah, man, I don't want to hear about that. I'm trying to win this game. And he meant it, and that's, that, that is the kind of guy that, um, Buck, you produced as a coach when it comes to all your players over the years, when it com- from Ricky Moore to Zepp Jasper and Christian Keeling, and um, now Dathan Harris and Chaden Stone and, and, and the guys that you're coaching now. And it's the kind of player you were, Buck, kind of player you were, Keenan, and um, – I'm happy that we got to tip things off for the basketball season with a couple of Augusta, Augusta greats on the court and on the sideline. And now on our way out, we're going to meet the Lady Jaguars from a recent um, uh, open practice where the community was invited. And um, you, you'll hear from Kennedy Manning, a junior. You'll hear from Kiara Howard, a senior. You'll hear from Jalen Altman, a senior. They, they'll talk about, um, they, they'll answer questions from the crowd about picking your major and preparing for um, transitioning from high school to college when it comes to basketball and, 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 and advice for that. You'll see November Morton, a pure shooter on the wing for the Lady Jaguars, and they're tipping off their season at home. Friday against Southern Wesleyan at 8.30. Come out and support the Lady Jaguars Friday at 8.30 against Southern Wesleyan. It's part of a two-game slate. There's a game before it at, I want to say, 6 o'clock. Two other colleges. It's Georgia College versus Barton. Um, and and then the J- Lady Jaguars play again Saturday. You can find all the information about all that at AugustaJags.com. Tune in to... AUGB ball on social media. That's A-U-G-B-B-A-L-L. And also the AugustaSportsReport.com for coverage of all the stuff we've talked about here today. And um, thank you for joining us on our first show. How do they pick their majors? Like, what how, do you how, do you, how do you pick your major? I'll answer. Yeah, okay, so when I first got here, I was a kinesiology major. And I just want to say it was very challenging. It's like, it's just a big transition from high school to college. Like, I don't want to say what I did. Yeah, the workload is different and that you actually have to study. Like, you have no choice to study. Like, and you have to make time for it. You'll be tired. You don't have to skip the nap. You don't have to skip it and study. But um, I changed it to kinesiology because I felt like, I mean, psychology. Because I felt like, you know, that better fitted me and my schedule. And I was actually interested. Like, do what you're interested in. Don't just change it because it's easier. But just do what you're actually interested in. So I just want to piggyback. So your question is, how do you pick your major? So you don't know. I mean, coming into college, you may have one major in mind, but like Ken said, you may end up changing. So I feel like just come in with an open mind and go into something that you're passionate about, and you know, just talk to different people and network when you come to college to like find out, you know, what you like and don't like throughout. Also, to piggyback off of that, I came in as undeclared, so no, no major at all. 
Um, you take your pre-breaks, like what you need, but I also have some electives like intro to business, communication, and communication. I like that more, so I chose that. So I would say those like electives, those three electives that you have, uh, you can dip and dabble in those two to see what you like. So our, our motto this year is passion over perfection. And our practice was far from uh, perfection today. We made a lot of errors. Like I said, we're a work in progress. We have maybe a fourth of our system in, offensively and defensively. But every day, we ask them to come with passion. Because sometimes I think they get caught up in perfection. And then also, they got to be able to receive constructive criticism. You want to get better. It's not personal. We in this together. And our goal is to be dancing in a march. So it's a constant, like we want to be good in March. We understand we got to work through some challenges right now, taking care of the ball, not playing better, knowing our defensive principles. But we'll get there. And thank you for the support. And please come back and watch us November 12th, 830. Thank right. you. Hey, also, if you got a score on your paper, we got a gift for you. Meet us up top. Go